Hi, and welcome to Voices of Esalen. I'm your host, Sam Stern. Today we're trying something new. Instead of an interview, we're going to give the reins to one of our many talented teachers, Patrice Hamilton, and let her lead you through an immersive experience. Patrice is a facilitator of a practice called Body-Centered Awareness. It has a great many applications, and among other things, it's quite meditative, centering, and peaceful. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Patrice Hamilton. Hello, my name is Patrice Hamilton, and the work that I do is... What I call my work is body-centered awareness. Different mindfulness and awareness practices that I've been exploring, experienced, have trained in, that I uh, draw from in my work with others as a somatic educator and counselor. So mindfulness is one of those buzzwords as is presence and awareness and how do we do that exactly? I like to provide tools teach some things that my students can take with them and find useful in this practice of learning how to be present and more aware so that we're not tumbled into the future or pulled back into the past because of something we see or um, an encounter we're experiencing? How do we learn how to increase our capacity, really, to tolerate whatever it is that's going on in the moment? Because that's the practice, I believe. If I can learn to tolerate whatever sensations are going on, then I can increase my capacity to stay present in my own body and stay present with whatever I'm experiencing, whether it's other people or an environment, a situation, an event. And so our bodies have been present for every experience of our life, whether we have actually been connected to them or not. And it can be a little bit tricky, as for many, in order to tolerate certain things, certain events, we've had to disconnect from our bodies. So what I invite people to do is to slow down and pay attention. And I'm very aware that often slowing down and paying attention can feel activating if I've had an injury or I've had some trauma. That process of slowing down and noticing might not be something that I really want to do or certain parts of me saying, let's, let's not do that. Last time we turned in that direction and we're sitting in this exact position there was a car that came and slammed into my car. So we can have these body memories and getting ourselves in a certain position or being in a certain situation 
can start to activate those things in our bodies. So, like I said, it can be a little bit tricky, and at the same time, it's my belief and it's my experience that in order to learn how to be more present, I need to, with the help of other people, learn how to come into contact with my body and feel comfortable, grounded. With that can come a a sense of safety and a a way to self-regulate when I do feel activated. And so now I'm going to guide you through a, a short movement sequence. So I'm going to lead you through this movement sequence. And before we begin, just wanting to say that you will uh, hear me reference your pelvis. And if you don't know what that is, that's the biggest bone in our body. It's where we refer to our hips or low back, all in that area. So when I say move your pelvis, I'm talking about that area of your body. And um, sit bones, when we're sitting, especially if we're sitting on a hard surface, we can feel the, um, the bottom of the pelvis, and that's what I'll refer to as our sit bones. So these little movement sequences are designed to help your body, in particular your low back, Remember how it's designed to move. So it's not important to move fast. It's not important to have the movements be large. As a matter of fact, in order to really affect change and help your body feel where it might be overworking, um, slowing down, moving slowly, and uh, making the movements small. You can even imagine the movements. You don't even have to make these movements to affect change, because we're, again, we're working with your nervous system. So, just invite you to take a breath, and this movement sequence you can do in sitting. If you're sitting in a chair, just invite you to get your feet flat on the floor, if you're sitting on a couch. Easier if your feet can be on the floor. If they're not, that's okay too. And let your feet be wide enough so that they're more in alignment with your hips. If you were standing up, your feet would be right under your hips and not too close together. And just press with your feet into the floor just a little bit. One foot and then the other. And then both feet. And depending upon what you're sitting on, if you're sitting on a something that's a little firmer, you may more easily feel how the press of your feet comes up through your legs and can affect a little movement in your pelvis. And bringing your awareness to your low back and your pelvis, I'm just going to invite you to round your low back a little bit 
So here, it's as though you're sitting in your chair and it's you're tired and you just want to allow your body to just slump a little bit. And then you move your pelvis, rock your pelvis, roll your pelvis just a little bit so that you sit a little more upright. So if you can, in your mind's eye, envision your low back and your stomach. And when we're rolling our pelvis in one direction, the stomach muscles are getting a little shorter and the back muscles are getting a little longer. And when we roll it the opposite direction, then the opposite is true. The stomach muscles lengthen and the low back muscles shorten. So we make these movements with as little effort as possible. So when I spill the water out of the bowl, I roll my pelvis forward. My low back muscles are getting shorter and my stomach muscles are getting longer. And when I scoop the water up in the bowl, and I'm rolling backward, moving more toward, if I continued, I'd go into a fetal position. Here, the low back muscles are getting longer and the stomach muscles are short, getting shorter. And we don't have to work so much to have that happen. It is just how we are designed. Again, feeling how your feet pressing into the floor can help you if you've got your feet flat on the floor. Noticing your breath. As you're making these movements in your low back and your pelvis, can you let your eyes be soft and relaxed? They don't have to be open. If you're comfortable with eyes closed, I invite you to do that. Can you relax and soften your jaw, your tongue? All these places where we tend to hold and be efforting even when we're, we're not aware. And just another minute or 30 seconds or so of alternating between these movements of rounding and arching. Being aware of the bones of your legs, your skeleton in its support in making these movements. And maybe tracking that movement as you're rounding and arching Notice how it goes up your spine. And then gradually just letting that fade away. Taking a breath. So that's 
the basic plane of movement of flexion and extension. And now we're going to play with another basic plane of movement of rotation. So for this one, just imagine that you are sitting on a, a big platter. And you're sitting on it and you're, you're actually glued to this platter. And this platter is going to spin a little bit in one direction and then the other direction. So if your feet are flat on the floor and I was kneeling down in front of you or someone was kneeling down in front of you and they had their hands just lightly on your kneecaps, in order to spin this platter in one direction, I could just push gently on one knee and that would move through that thigh that's parallel to the floor or approximately parallel and it would move that whole hip and buttock behind you while the other knee comes a little bit forward of you in front of you and then I could push gently on that other knee to have you, your pelvis now, instead of rolling up and down relative to you in standing, now it's rolling in a different direction or moving in a different direction, moving, and you're sliding one leg forward while the other one goes back. This is a rotation movement in the pelvis and the low back. The press of one foot into the floor can help with this movement. So as I'm bringing my right hip back and my left hip moves forward, if I press with the left foot, it can help that right side of my pelvis move back in the direction of my back. And then when I press with the right foot into the floor slightly, it can help that right buttock, that right hip move behind me. So just playing with those movements these instructions may make sense to you, they may not. And so much of the learning in this process is not knowing at first what I'm talking about or what I might be suggesting that you do. When we don't know that our nervous system, our brains, or figuring out what we're doing and how we might how we might do something different. And again, bringing your awareness to your jaw and your eyes. And sometimes when we slow down in this way and make movements, the intention being to move one part of our bodies we can become aware of where we're contracting, working where we 
don't need to be. So if there's tightness in your jaw as you're moving your hips in this way, maybe your body, your nervous system will decide, oh, maybe I don't have to clench in my jaw as I make these movements or tighten in a shoulder. And then gradually letting that movement fade away. And pausing and taking another breath. The third plane of movement that I'm wanting to introduce here is side bending. So again, the flexion extension was where you rounded and arched your low back. Rotation is where you were bringing one hip forward and the other one back. And now here, if you imagine you're sitting on a, a seesaw or teeter-totter where one end of the teeter-totter or your one end goes up while the other goes down. You don't know what a teeter-totter is and imagine you're, um, you're sitting on your chair and one of your buttocks is going to come up off the chair just a little bit and the other one might feel like it's pressing down into the chair. The image that I like to use is that of a seesaw or teeter-totter, which can be of assistance for some in visualizing this movement. Again, I invite you to make it real tiny at first. You can even just imagine making the movement. So one buttock comes up off the chair a little bit, maybe just enough to slide a piece of paper under that buttock and then you sit back down and you lift up the other side. How can the press of one foot into the floor help you with this movement? Softening your breath, softening your eyes, softening your jaw and your mouth, your tongue. No right or wrong way to do this. I'm just exploring with curiosity. And you might notice this movement and how it travels up your body into your ribs. Maybe your head wants to get involved. And you let it be pleasurable. No forcing, no efforting. And gradually letting that movement fade away. And one more little movement, kind of putting some of these pieces together if you imagine that you are now sitting on a circle, you're going to 
trace a circle with your movement, with the contact of your pelvis, your buttocks on whatever surface you're sitting on. So I can move over to my right hip, really on that right buttock, and then roll back to where I'm more rounded in my low back, and then move over to that right buttock and sit bone, and then I arch my back a little bit, and then move over to the right again, and back, left, and forward, again. So in your own timing, and especially if you have some low back challenges, I invite you to really slow down. Allow your body to guide you and let you know what it's willing to do in this moment. Able to do easily in this moment. So the circles can be real small. We can grow them and feel connections to ribs and shoulders and head. We can go in one direction. And we can reverse directions. Gradually letting it all fade away. And then noticing your breath. Scanning from head to toe and just tuning into how you're feeling, what you're sensing now, your sense of connection to yourself. The state of your mind and thought process. Your emotional state in this moment. This way of exploring movement and our bodies can be a great way to calm our mind, quiet the chatter, similar to other movement practices such as yoga or tai chi or qigong. And these basic planes of movement of flexion, extension, rotation, and side bending are things that we can explore lying down, sitting as we did today, or in standing. So I invite you to take whatever you've learned and are curious about to your everyday movements. You find yourself standing in the grocery store line is there a little movement you can do in rotating of your pelvis, turning left and right, or side bending by lifting one heel a little bit maybe, flexion, extension. So here's to moving more smoothly and easily. Thank you.